the Jacksonville Jaguars are Super Bowl contenders. And we're going to talk about it on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Oh. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland, local expert from Locked On Titans, here with Alex Clancy, local expert from Locked On Cardinals. We are going to be bringing you guys a preview of Thursday night football between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New Orleans Saints. Are the Jaguars a Super Bowl contender? I think they are. Alex, maybe not so much. Also, we're a third of the way through the season. Let's go over our MVP picks. Let's go over Offensive Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Defensive Rookie of the Year as well. And then finally, as we always do on Thursdays, we'll cap off the show with the best games of week seven. Before we get into it, want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and it's presented by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I know that Alex loves when I make these bold claims at the beginning of the show that maybe he doesn't necessarily agree with, but I don't tell him beforehand that that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are Super Bowl contenders. They are now 4-2. and two. They were a little clunky at the start of the year, but they're really rounding into form. The big thing for me is Jacksonville has the pieces on offense. We know that with the wide receiver group of Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, and they have Evan Ingram at tight end, and Calvin Ridley, of course. They've added ETN in the backfield. Trevor Lawrence a little banged up right now with the knee injury, but I think he'll be all right moving forward. They have what they need on offense to be explosive, but this Jacksonville Jaguars defense, led by Josh Allen, who is one of the league leaders in sacks right now, they've forced 15 turnovers on defense. That's the most in the NFL through six weeks. So I've always said that there are multiple ways to win a Super Bowl in the NFL, but one of the most common ways we see nowadays is explosive offense and maybe not a great defense, but a good defense that gets hot force and turnovers. That's what you can win with in the NFL if you're more of an offensive team. You just need your defense to force turnovers, even if they aren't necessarily great at holding teams down all the time. I think Jacksonville can be that team going forward. I think they're a Super Bowl contender. With that being said, I think they're going to win on Thursday night football against the New Orleans Saints. We'll talk more about that game, but first, Alex, just your response we talked a little bit about it last week, but Jacksonville Super Bowl contender, are you on board yet or not? No. I don't know why there's a yet there either. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a couple things. The def- Like, they're winning in the exact opposite way of what you'd think a Trevor Lawrence-led team would win, of how they would win. It's supposed to be he's the star, he's the huck, he's the 300 yards passing, 25 yards rushing, 30 touchdowns, five interceptions, you know, whatever it may be. The offensive line has failed them a lot this year. He's been sacked a lot. He's turned the ball over a lot more than what is expected. But the emergence of Travis Etienne, they got a top 10 back this year, right? Mm -hmm. At least by the numbers. 
He scored twice last week. The defense, as you mentioned, turning the ball over, uh, turning opposing offenses over. I just don't – the thing they do have going for them is that they should win that division pretty handily. And the only other team that could really contend is Houston, which is surprising. Uh, we'll see if C.J. Stroud turns into a proverbial pumpkin as that rookie wall hits at some point. But I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. I think that they look better because all of the other top teams aren't playing very well or they're playing closer games like even, you know, Josh Allen – and Patrick Mahomes hasn't looked fantastic. Tua's looked good, but they don't. Nobody trusts the, the the Dolphins because it's Tua, and he, you know, he has the injury history, whatever it may be. Um, right. The gap is obviously shrunk between them being completely out of contention for playoffs to a Super Bowl contender. I just don't see it yet. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's why I wanted to make sure that we got the 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 other side of the coin. I understand maybe I'm a little bit higher on them, but I just think that now, this is something that they can improve. You know, the things you're talking about with Lawrence might get better throughout the season. Now, it might not get better on Thursday night football against the New Orleans Saints, and the Saints are 3-3. Three and three. They've been up and down. Derek Carr banged up, all of that. But their defense, and whenever they play primetime games at home, we know that the Saints can definitely get a win. So. In New Orleans, the Saints, according to FanDuel Sportsbook right now, are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Who do you think wins on Thursday night? And do you think that this could be one of those things where the Jaguars fall to four and three, don't look their best on the road on Thursday night football in New Orleans, and then the Super Bowl conversation, Super Bowl converse, uh, contender conversation looks silly after uh, after the game is finished? Sillier than what it's looked like for the last five minutes and 40 seconds. Is that what you're saying? So, <laughs> Fair enough, yes. So, so uh, this is all obviously predicated upon the health of Trevor Lawrence. He hurt his mm-hmm. knee towards the tail end yep. of, the la- of the game in London. As we're recording this podcast, there is no news. We are not withholding things from you. So we I don't know. have that information. If he plays, I still think this is a Saints. It just, it just feels like these are the games the Saints win. Yes. It's tie goes to the Saints, the defense. Alvin Kamara is coming back healthy. Their run game is still kind of in shambles. Their pass game, their offense is in shambles, it seems. Like, they have more talent on their roster than a lot of other teams in the NFL. They're not utilizing Chris Olave as much as they should. Derek Carr has been frustrating. You and I are both Derek Carr guys. And he's played below par what we've expected him to play, especially in a completely new environment. Being banged up, too, obviously. Yeah, it's true. No, I I still think... I, I think this is a NOLA victory, you know, by field goal. It's going to be close. It could be whoever has the ball last. That's obviously, again, predicated upon if Trevor Lawrence plays or not. Yeah, 100%, which is why I think the one and a half points, I would take that with the Saints. Them being at home, only one and a half. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think Jacksonville is the better team long-term, but this yeah. is the NFL. I mean, the Titans beat the Bengals. Uh, the Cardinals beat the Cowboys. We're sitting here, you know, the, the best team doesn't always, on paper, doesn't always win in the NFL. That's why it's the best sport in the entire world. But, yeah, I'm with you here. I think the Saints pull this one off, but I still think the Jags are the better team going forward. But maybe that will quiet the Super Bowl contender conversation for a little bit longer. But with that said, we are going to move forward. We talked about MVP last week, but I want to expand the field a little bit. We're a third of the way through the NFL season. Who are the award front runners right now. We're going to get into all of that in just a moment. Before we do, though, this episode of Locked On NFL Thursday is brought to you by Bird Dogs. So, d- with Bird Dogs, okay, mm-hmm. got the shorts, got the joggers, they got the technology. Right. It's right. like Lululemon, but fits better. Nice yes. inseam, like 
when I do these live reads, I love to talk about the joggers, okay? Because we're starting to pivot. Yep. We're starting to pivot, as it were. <laughs> and I wear my three or four pair of bird dogs joggers that I have pretty much in rotation, especially when it starts to get cool. These things are like, they're like yoga pants for dudes, okay? They are incredibly comfortable. They're, you know, you can wear them to dinner. You can wear them for breakfast. You can wear them, probably not fine dining or to a wedding, but you can wear them for anything else. And Bird Dogs has you covered with that. Different colors, different, everything. Bird Dog is, Bird Dogs are the most comfortable shorts and joggers, respectively, that I've ever worn in my life. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter promo code locked on NFL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. All right, Alex, we're going to continue a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. Talked about Thursday night football, where we see things going from there. Jacksonville's potential to be a Super Bowl team, all of that. But now I want to have a fun conversation that kind of builds on something we talked about last week. We talked about Patrick Mahomes. He was on Thursday night football last week. Is he the MVP? He looked good. The Chiefs are 5-1. and one. It's fair to say, but I kind of wanted to expand the conversation to all the other awards as well, because we are six weeks through the NFL season. That's a third of the way there. And, you know, Alex, you've been preaching that this is the time where we start. Appreciate it. <laughs> we have to appreciate it right now in the moment. Smell the roses. Let's do that by talking about some of the best freaking football players in the entire world. All right. Number one, MVP. And I put it on the little rundown on the side of our show for the YouTube crowd. But right now, Alex, right now, if I had to say who has been the most valuable player in the NFL through the first six weeks of the season, to me, it's Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is on an insane pace right now. He's got 814 yards in six games. That's 135 yards a freaking game. He's got six touchdowns. Miami has been a juggernaut on offense. They're five and one. They're tied for the best record in the NFL. I think he's been the best football player in the NFL so far this year. Tyreek Hill is the MVP through six weeks. Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. Um, It's it's Christian McCaffrey. (laughs) And and this is kind of a layup. But the but th- this is my reason. Tyreek Hill has been nothing short. Tyreek okay. Hill may be the most important player on offense for any organization. Now, with that MVP, with that comes with the ecosystems for both of these players. That offense for the Dolphins mm-hmm. could put up seventy percent of what they do without Tyreek Hill, which is a huge drop off. It's a 30% decrease. But I don't know with Jalen Waddle, with the running backs, with whoever it may be, and that may be a stretch, but compared to the 49ers without Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. it is very different. Christian McCaffrey, if he if Christian McCaffrey weren't on the San Francisco 49ers for the last year and a half or whatever it is, full year now maybe, right. whatever it is, yeah. there is a wildly different conversation being had about the San Francisco 49ers. They run their offense through him. Brock Purdy cannot right. sustain not having good players. And that's not, that's not a knock on Brock Purdy. He's a right. good quarterback, okay? But if they are devoid of that running back talent, everything is different. Brock Purdy may not even be the quarterback, okay? In Miami, they can put up points without to it, not 
by, you know, without Tyreek Hill, not to the stretch, but that's why I'm saying Christian McCaffrey, remove him more of an impact with Brock Purdy than you removing Tyreek Hill with Tua and everybody else in Miami. And I respect that argument, and I'll tell you why here in just one moment, the proof that I have for you. But all I will say is I disagree. I think that (laughs) Christian McCaffrey has more talent around him with Trent Williams, that offensive line, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, uh, you know, Purdy. I think the collection of talent outside of Christian McCaffrey is better in San Francisco than it is in Miami. So I think Tyreek Hill is more important. But if you obviously you feel the other way, that's a valid argument. And my proof is offensive player of the year. I have Christian McCaffrey. That's who I wrote down in my notes is who I would put. So let's just do this. Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, MVP, offensive player of the year. You sparse it how you want, but it's those two guys for those two slots. Now, let me ask you a question as we pivot here, um, because that was the second one, because you're right. It it would just flip-flop, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Is this the first time in a long time that we haven't even mentioned a quarterback? Yeah. Like, why is is quarterback play diminished this year? There is not one – like, two has been out of this world, okay? Numbers-wise, two is the best quarterback in the NFL this year. Just by the numbers, they're going to shatter the 2013 – I think it was 2013 Denver Broncos point total – where yeah. Peyton Manning threw seven touchdown passes in week one against Baltimore to start right. that, you know, meteoric run. They're going to break that this year if they stay on pace, if everybody stays yeah. healthy. pace. Okay? So, Tua, Patrick Mahomes has been fine. He's got no wide receivers. Okay? Mahomes hasn't been outstanding in the in the level that we hold him to. He hasn't been as good as he was last year when he won MVP. Tua, I think it's the collection of talent that people talk about where people are still like, eh, Tua, yeah. really? That's why I went with Tyreek Hill instead. Uh, honestly... Alex, defense has been better this year all yeah. around. All Run games. Down, unders are hitting yeah. all over yeah. the NFL every single week. So I think it's just a natural swing of teams are it, that outside zone running style got real hot where you're running outside zone, you're bootlegging off of it. Teams mm-hmm. started bringing safeties down in the box heavily with single high safeties, eight men in the box. And then teams started throwing the ball all over the place. And for the last four or five years, teams have been throwing it a ton. And we've seen the reaction to that be more too high safety looks from defenses all around the NFL. And I think because of that, you're forcing quarterbacks to take what's given. And that's why speed guys and guys like McCaffrey and Hill are so much more valuable because Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill are always open. They're always making plays in space, in tight situations. It doesn't matter their speed and athleticism allows them to always make plays, whether it's too high, single high space, all that. So that's, in my opinion, I think it's just the natural cyclical nature of the NFL going away from single high safety looks to more too high safety looks, forcing Mm -hmm. teams to take what they're given underneath. And in those situations, quarterback numbers are going to be down, scoring is going to be down, and guys who can really make plays with that speed and athleticism are going to be highlighted even more, you know? Yeah, isn't it wild? I mean, that's really well put. Isn't it wild how dwindled quarterback play makes football more fun yes you can root for more players of impact like yeah it's a weird abstract way to say it but it's like you know the Steelers quarterback's terrible defense fantastic that's what it's been you know for a while you know big bad whatever right kind of like, there are teams that have been able to withstand that and still win games yeah but like Kansas City's defense being good this year it's so much more fun to watch because you can watch both sides. And, oh, Patrick Mahomes isn't on the field. Switch it. You know, like it doesn't – 
it's a fuller style. It's it, it's just smash mouth old school football with a lot of new rules that don't allow for a lot of what they used to be able to do. But yeah, I mean, it's a weird quarterback year. It's yeah. just a weird quarterback year. And that makes it fun because you can really see when the going gets tough, who can really emerge as these guys. So maybe I didn't give uh, Trevor Lawrence the credit he deserved in the first segment. Maybe, yeah. maybe I was looking at years past with quarterback performance and compared it to now. Maybe this is the compared new age year. of quarterback where it's not yeah. 5,000 yards Drew Brees passing anymore. Right. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out as we get further along because you would think like defenses would kind of clamp down even further as we get through right. the season and the weather, the scoring would even go down even more. So that'll be interesting to watch. We'll fly through these last ones because that's just great conversation right there that you can't yeah. pass up. Uh, DPOY, I got TJ Watt. Yep, He's got same. eight sacks, four yep. passes defended, a touchdown, two forced fumbles. Miles Garrett, I think, should get credit for how great the Browns' defense is, even if his yep. numbers aren't quite right there. Trey Hendrickson's been good. Josh Allen, we mentioned for Jaguars earlier. Those are kind of my front runners. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I think, is a slam dunk. It's C.J. Stroud. Yep. Uh, I mean, Bijan has been good. Sam Laporta has been good as well. Yep. There are others worth mentioning, I guess, but Stroud is just a slam dunk right That's now. That's where quarterback wins there, for sure. That's yes. the easy quarterback, yeah. For sure. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year, Alex. The two guys that we mentioned before the season, Devon Witherspoon for you mm-hmm. and me, Joey Porter Jr., they've both been awesome. They've they been have awesome. been great. And I think they're in the running, but I think the defensive player or the defensive rookie of the year right now would be Jalen Carter. Yeah. I mean, he's playing like it's the wildest thing. It's it's so how Philly got him. Yep. Is just highway robbery. Yeah. Did they yeah. move in front of Chicago? They moved or Pittsburgh. They moved yeah. in front of somebody to get it, didn't they? They, they moved to nine. I, I I believe if I remember correctly, they were at 10 because they yeah. had the Saints pick and they moved yeah. to nine to yeah. secure Jalen Carter so uh with the with the Panthers. Absolutely yeah. fantastic stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? Or not the Panthers, the Bears, because they moved back to the Panthers spot. Blah 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 blah. All the details. But awesome. with that being said, we're gonna move forward to the best games of week seven. Boy. There are Alex sometimes says this is a muck box of a week, not this week. <laughs> this we ain't one bangers. We got yeah. some bangers <laughs> to discuss. So we're gonna get into that in just a moment before we do. Do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Fan Duel Sportsbert Sportsbert. I'm so excited <laughs> for the games, I can barely speak. Fan Duel Sportsbook, America's number one sports book. I'm serious. I love FanDuel. I spend a lot of time on FanDuel betting the over-unders, single-game parlays, trying to get, you know, four or five legs together on some of these primetime games. It makes it so much fun to stay locked into the game no matter who is playing. So um, I personally recommend FanDuel Sportsbook. I know Alex does as well. That's why we were bringing up the lines on FanDuel, the over-unders on FanDuel when we were talking about the Thursday night football game to start. And right now, is the best time to join FanDuel Sportsbook because new customers can get $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed, all you have to do is place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed, win or lose. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get in on all the action. This NFL season, FanDuel, official partner, of the NFL. Also, want to tell you guys about Jace Medical. Here is the reality, guys. This is something you got to think about. 
You never want to get caught in an emergency and not have what you need. Never. Can't happen. So, you got to check out the Jace case. The Jace case has five life-saving antibiotics. They're going to make sure that you have everything you need whenever you need it. You don't want to get caught empty-handed when you need life-saving medication in an emergency. That's not going to happen to you at Jace Medical. Make sure that you guys go to jacemedical.com. Use the promo code Locked On. Once again, that's Jace Medical, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Make sure you guys check out the Jace case. I mean, I, I want to do this segment for 45 minutes. There's so many good games this week. A couple teams on buys. We're in full swing in bye week mode. Um, I'm still of the camp, Tyler, before we pivot into this, to elongate the NFL season even longer. How do you feel about the two bye week system? You go 20 weeks or 21 weeks, and you give each team two bye weeks. You won't even know that there are less games every Sunday, and you get football for an extra couple weeks. Like, I don't... I, I don't see a downside. Well, selfishly, I don't see a downside. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals at Clancy's Corner. Tyler Rowland at Tic Tac Titans locked on Titans. And we could do a whole show on that. I'm just going to cut it off before you can answer. Um, thank you for making Locked <laughs> On NFL your first listen each and every day, free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Um, games of the week. Uh, normally, I pass this over to Tyler, but I want one for myself because Tyler and I talk about pretty much one matchup that we'd love to watch. 17 weeks a year and that matchup is happening on yes. Sunday and that is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers um I don't know how long Brandon Staley will have a job I don't know why he still has a job he's a defensive-minded head coach version of Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> right but here we are watching Justin Herbert wither away and Kellen Moore waiting in the wings going to play Kansas City, who's played fine this year, but this could really solidify Patrick Mahomes maybe sitting out the last three games of the year because they've clinched in week 15 with how bad the rest of the AFC West has played. I mean, I know that you're stoked for this game. Um, I gave you the I gave you the best one. Okay, so why don't you go ahead and talk about that one? We'll talk about some honorable mentions after. Okay. It's clear. The best game is the Dolphins against the Eagles. Sunday night football. Five and one, five and one, two great offenses, two sets of excellent wide receivers. The Eagles signed Julio Jones. I don't know that that's going to matter, but that's news all, all, all together. It's going to be a fantastic game, fantastic football. There's talent on defense as well. I mean, I'm just happy that most of the best players in this game are going to be healthy. They're going to be available. This is going to be a treat, folks. Again, as Alex always says, this time of year is the time of year that we take it for granted. Do not take it for granted. Strap in, get your popcorn, enjoy yourself, pour a cold drink, and enjoy two of the best football teams on the planet in the Dolphins and the Eagles on Sunday night football. Cannot. Yeah. Win. Yeah, I like it. I, that's that's a nice, um, nice little proclamation there. I agree. Uh, you know, there are a couple ooh baby games where it's like, this could go real bad for a team that loses. And there's a couple of those because – I've like, I was looking at the Tankathon thing because I do Tankathon Tuesdays on Lockdown Cardinals, just kind of talking about where the Cardinals picks are. And I might have to join you soon. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are, there are a handful of teams with one win or, or zero. There are like 10 teams with three losses. 
So we're right in the middle. Like we're going to know in the next four or five weeks, there's no middle class in the NFL anymore. It seems you're either really bad or you're good and you're going to make the playoffs and there's no Mm -hmm. real in between, but we're not at that stage yet. So there are a couple teams like that where Monday night 49ers in Minnesota, that would drop Minnesota to two and five after just, you know, skating past Chicago last week where a game they probably should have lost. You know, the Lions and the Ravens is another fantastic one. Um, This is one. Remember when I talked last week about the Seattle and uh, Seattle and Cincinnati game? game? We're going to find out a lot about where Cincinnati or where where Seattle is and how, like, what they're made of. The Cardinals can beat the Seahawks. And if that happens, it gives us a whole different view of the Seahawks. Right. So you're looking at that kind of with the Lions again. Every week is going to be like this, where it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, go to Baltimore. Weather's probably not going to be great. Jared Goff isn't really great on the road. You have no healthy running backs. Go win a football game against yeah. a defense that surprised a lot of people this year. But you're oh, right. I mean, like, awesome. that, Jared Goff, like, I'm taking my victory lap where it's just this yeah. has been here, and I just don't think the scheme or whatever Sean McVay was trying to do um, worked for him, and then Dan Campbell just unlocked something, and, you know, they've got a good, good offensive players out there too. Well, I think I think it did work. I think that golf was just a young player and he wasn't ready to be Matt Stafford. And now golf is older, more experienced, more comfortable, and he's just better than he was then. You know, the Rams still had some great offenses and still did some great things with Jared Goff. So, you know, it's not like he was terrible during that time. But speaking of the Rams, that's the team I'm going to bring up. Steelers three and two. I don't think anybody really believes the Steelers are as good as three and two, honestly. And the Rams have kind of been a surprise at three and three. What are they going to be really? So I think Steelers-Rams is one of those moments where it's like, are either of these teams actually going to be good? I think the team that wins is a team that is good, and a team and the team that loses is a team that is just not good. You know what I mean? It's not like either of those teams are terrible or great, but good or meh, you know what I mean? That's a decider, and I think Falcons-Buccaneers is like that too. The Bucs yeah. came on strong, 3-1. and one. We're good. Blah, blah, blah. Wow, the Bucs are going to surprise. If the Bucs lose to the Falcons here, it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Maybe you're a little bit better than we thought before the year, but you're not really good. So I, I think those two games, even though they're kind of middling teams, will be interesting. Like Browns-Colts is like that as well. Three and two Browns, three and three Colts. Both teams are banged up. They have injuries, backup quarterbacks in. Let's see who separates themselves. Yeah. So pretty much football is awesome. doesn't matter who's playing. It's going to be good. Right. Right. You know, like, oh, that's great. Well, and see, going back to the Rams before you listed off every single other game that was happening this week, <laughs> um, I want to see if Cooper Cup is indefensible and not by that he did something wrong and it's indefensible where defenses cannot defend him. The The Pittsburgh Steelers have been one of the better defenses we've seen. Joey Porter Jr. They've, Minka Fitzpatrick, they're just revolving door of it doesn't matter right, who's right, wearing it. It's a movie rock star uh, uh, metaphor that I always use. It doesn't matter who the lead singer is. It's going to be the same thing. Um, if Cooper Cup goes out nine catches and 150 and a touchdown, it's like, okay, well, doesn't really matter. You just have to account that that's – it's like Tyreek Hill, but he doesn't do yeah. anything spe- – like he's just the guy who just – he's the high school student who just studied really hard. He studied harder than everybody else. And that's just what he is. Like, he doesn't, he runs great routes. He catches everything, but there's so many receivers that do that. He's always open. Yeah. And I don't know why he's always open. (laughs) You know, and that's what happened with the Cardinals last week. So that's Cooper Cup's just a treat to watch whenever he's on the field. Right. And against that secondary, 
of the Steelers. Yeah. It will be interesting. But with that being said, that is going to do it for a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Make sure you guys come back for a Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q, where they continue breaking down the NFL weekend ahead. That's going to do it for us, though. And as I tell you guys, every single Thursday, start your weekend early and stay safe out there.